0: Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It wasn't until a number of years ago, I don't remember how many, that I started kind of, sort of paying attention to investing. It's never something I've had, like, a particular aptitude for. But it seemed as I was going from being a young pastor to a not-quite-as-young pastor. It was the sort of thing I ought to think about. And very early on, a very simple principle became clear to me. And those of you who have invested before... Know this already. A big risk brings the potential for a big reward, but also the possibility of losing a lot. No risk means no reward, but you would think you'd lose nothing. In that case, that is the principle that Jesus is giving to us in the parable of the talents that we heard as our holy gospel today. It is a parable about investment. And he calls us as children of his kingdom to be big Investors. The contrast is drawn between a man given five talents, and if I remember right, a talent is about 20 years worth of wages. I'd have to double check on that. I think that's about right. In fact, I'm looking at my footnote in my Bible. Yes, a talent was a monetary unit worth about 20 years' wages for a laborer. So five talents is no small sum of money. One is given five, one is given two. And a third is given one. You do not need to be a biblical scholar to figure out what it is that the master is giving to these three servants. Who is the master that gives a treasure to the children of the kingdom? It is, of course our God and Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, who have given us a share of His kingdom, an eternity given by grace, given out of God's favor and love for you and for me. It is a treasure. And we are told to invest it Two of the servants did. The one with the five took the five. We don't know how he put it to work, but he gained five more. And was able to present it to the master when the master returned. The one with two put it to work and gained two more. And was able to present it back to his master when he returned. And then this third servant is given this talent... And out of fear, he hides it away. He doesn't just tuck it under his mattress. He buries it in the ground. He doesn't have to look at it. He doesn't have to think about it. And it's still there waiting for him when the master returns. It is the contrast between big risk and no risk. And you, dear children of God, heirs of his kingdom, have been given a treasure. Christ has died for you, redeemed you from sin, death, and the devil. As we talked about last week, he has freed you from fear of death because you will live forever with him. That is your treasure. And it is worth more than any number of years' wages. So Jesus' point is, having been given that what will you do with it? This is a principle for how we live as the children of God. Here in these last days, as, we, as Paul reminds us, await the day of the Lord, knowing that Jesus, the Master, will come back. He who gave us his kingdom. He who gave us eternal life. What will we do with it until he returns? Because you see, the attitude you have towards that treasure you've been given ultimately means the difference Between you enjoying greater treasure for all eternity or having it all taken away from you at the end. The point here that cannot be missed is that there is no minimum requirement. And if that is your approach to the Christian life, that is a wicked, slothful, lazy attitude as though I've done my part, I've met the bare minimum, the rest is taken care of. And I think one of the problems we encounter as Christians in the world today is asking ourselves, what's the bare minimum? How often should I go to church? How often should I receive Jesus' body and blood, how much should I put in the offering plate? How much time should I commit to reading the scriptures and praying? If you are dealing in bare minimums, you have missed the entire point. No, you have been given a treasure. A kingdom that lasts forever because Jesus, thanks be to God, is risen from the dead. And because he is risen, you will be raised as well. There is nothing to stop you from putting all of yourself, all that you have, all that you've been given into this kingdom of God in Jesus Christ. There is no reason for you to be hesitant to speak about who Jesus is and what his word says. There is no reason. To be reluctant to give, to serve, to invest in this kingdom that lasts forever. This kingdom, though, is not based on what you do, but what you have already been given. And when you see what you have been given, making that investment becomes second nature. It all begins. This life of investment in this kingdom, it all begins where the parable began. The master. Gave talents to his servants and trusted them, his property. That is your relationship with the Master, with God the Father, and with his Son Jesus. One who receives what belongs to him. And, dear friends in Jesus, he gives it to you abundantly forgives your sins, declares you his children, declares you heirs of his kingdom, feeds you and nourishes you with his body and blood, speaks to you by his word of holy scripture, blesses you day to day with the daily bread you need to live, goes with you and leads you and is there for you in every moment of life, in the grief, in the joy, in the struggle, in all of it, your God goes with you. This is the treasure, dear Christians, he has given to you. It is yours. There is no way that we as Christians should sit back and say, eh, I've done enough already. Or this is, yeah, this is good. When you receive this treasure given to you in Jesus Christ and how much God has invested in you, even the blood of his own son. That ought to guide the investment we make in return. Because if you don't invest it, it shows that you never understood it in the first place. It shows that you never understood how incredibly generous the master is. But here's the best thing about this investment that we are called upon to make into this kingdom. You know, I talked about risk and reward earlier. Some of you know, maybe personally, what that was like. 2008, Great Recession, might have had a 401k, an investment wiped out by the economy. Big risk, big reward. With this investment in the kingdom that endures forever, there is no risk. Because your Lord Jesus provides you returns that are guaranteed. So what you lose in this life can never take away what already is stored up for you in eternity. The kingdom. And I think that this is an important point as well to remember. That we as Christians are to be about God's kingdom here on earth. I know we often fall into this mindset that, well, I'm a Christian. Means things might get kind of bad for me here on earth. But I'm just going to try and hold out. and It's all going to be good in the end. No, the church is to be at work right now. Taking this incredible treasure that God has given us in Christ and sharing it, growing it. And quite frankly, I think Jesus' words bear this out. That is the greatest obstacle in growing the church. Whatever that looks like today. Is that we operate on a principle of bare minimums rather than contemplating the treasure we've been given. Are we not the people of God here today gathered in the presence of Jesus Christ our King who reigns over all the universe even now as he sits at his Father's right hand? Is he not here with us in his body and blood? Here with us with grace and forgiveness and life and salvation? Is not here the greatest treasure we could possibly be given in this world? Oh, I know. Begging a 10-pointer in deer season would be great. Having a nice full table for Thanksgiving would be fantastic. Having enough money that I never have to worry about the bills again. Oh, that'd be super. None of it can replace or endure like what endures here in your Lord and your King, Jesus Christ. Who will come again. And who will give you his kingdom. So dear Christians, take what you've been given. This faith, this hope, this promise, this assurance. That is yours. A gift of grace from your God and your master. Put it to work. Do the work he gives you to do today. And it all begins, hear his word, receive his gifts. Again, but we be thinking bare minimum, like, oh, I went to church this week. I've got that covered for the week. That's bare minimum. And it's also not realistic to think I'm going to walk around 24-7 with my Bible in front of me reading it like this. No, that doesn't work either. No, it's asking yourself the question, how do I recognize this as the treasure that I've been given? How do I go out there and speak that word to others who need to hear it? How do I invest in the thing that really will last forever? The sermon title today asks a question. What is the kingdom worth? What is the value you can place on what is yours in Jesus Christ? There is no number. And so as you go out the door on this day, contemplate what your life lived in Christ will look like and how you will live and invest in his kingdom just today or this coming week. Count the cost of what he's already invested in you. All of it. His own very life. His own precious holy blood to redeem you and to guarantee you remember, it's a guaranteed return the kingdom of. That will never, ever, ever end. God grant you the joy found in His riches poured out for you in Jesus. To go forth pouring out of yourself as one called to carry a cross just as Jesus carried a cross. Go forth. Knowing that whatever you lose in this life, you have it all in the life that lasts forever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.